what they don't tell you in school is that everyone's always trying to figure it out at every stage of their career. And that's kind of a new thing that I'm learning is that I'm seeing my peers, I'm seeing people that I look up to, and everyone's hustling all the time. I was like, y'all didn't tell me I had to keep hustling. Y'all told me I just got to get the PA gig. And then once I get the PA gig, I can stop hustling. No one ever really talks about the journey, the full circle of like what it really looks like. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. I'm your host, Caspi Bias. Today, we've got a topic that's important for anyone who's considering the next step in their education and career journey. How do you determine if pursuing a master's degree is right for you? Our guest today is Crystal Williams. Crystal is a development manager at Nine Story Media Group, a children's media production company. Crystal and I also have something special in common. Crystal was actually a classmate of mine back in grad school. So today, we'll be discussing points that you can consider when making that decision of whether or not you should go back to school to get a master's degree. These things to consider that we'll be talking to more within the episode include thinking of if it is possible to gain practical experience in your desired field before committing to a master's degree. That holding a master's degree or a degree in general in a specific field does not guarantee employment in that field upon graduation. And of course, consider, does your chosen field have a strict requirement for this degree? We'll be discussing different things to consider like these points and more in today's episode. If you're a fan of our podcast, you're going to love the Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias animated series. Each week alongside our podcast episodes, we release captivating animated teasers that capture the essence of every conversation. To check out this animated series, head over to the show description where you'll find a direct link waiting for you. Welcome back to Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. Crystal. First of all, hi, Crystal. Hi. Welcome to Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. Thank you for having me. All right. So first questions first. What is it that you do for a living? I work in television and I'm a development manager at Nine Story Media Group, which is a children's media production company. What are some things that you learned from entering back into the workforce after obtaining a master's degree that people didn't tell you about? Two main things. I would say the first thing, which I think is lacking across education in general, which is that school is such a small portion of your journey. I think how at least a lot of us approach school is that I have this idea of who I want to become and I'm going to go to school and that school is going to give me all of the things that I need to know of how to achieve this thing. And then after I go to school, I'm just going to (laughs) magically kind of morph into this, like this flower is going to bloom out of me. I'm going to become this thing. I didn't really realize school is really kind of like one to two or percent, especially like in the creative field. Like I think that's safe to say the other fields, law, being a doctor, like that's way different. This kind of leads me into the second part, but how do you build yourself as a creative is a whole journey on its own. 
and it takes a long time. And so, you know, in school, you have these aspirational goals, like I want to be a director, I want to be this. And I don't think that you realize all of the steps in between that it takes. And so when you get out of school, I think we all know about the PA, (laughs) we all know about the coordinator position, but a lot of these other positions, some of these positions are lifelong, like, you know, to be like AD, like that's someone's life dream that someone's pursuing. And that's part of a long journey. And so I think I didn't really clearly understand how much of my inner self that I needed to figure out how much confidence that I needed to have in myself as a creative. Ironically, this is something that someone had told me before I ended up going into grad school to get a master's degree in the first place. And I still continue to be headstrong. So I was like, nah, forget that. I'm going to go experience this for myself and still go to grad school. But I was told like, oh, well, you can still get the experience without actually going to grad school. Like you can create your own content. It's just that sense of the other points of how you had mentioned like a job like you feel there's an overall set plan of, okay, so if I go to school, get this particular degree, X, Y, and Z will happen. I feel like there's a great mindset as far as people thinking, if I go to school or if I go back to school and get this master's degree, then jobs will just open up for me and it'll be much more easier to get a job. That isn't accurate in most cases, I would say. It's really Just getting that experience, getting that background, finding opportunities, whether it be freelancing or volunteering for different types of organizations in the role that you want to actually have in the future. I feel like that's much more beneficial than getting the master's degree because you may have the master's degree and you may have all that knowledge. But once you actually go out there in the world, most cases, they're not recruiters or hiring managers. They'll be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. You got this master's degree. But what exactly is your experience? Do you have experience? Which is hilarious because it's like, how am I supposed to get that experience if I don't have a job? So, And I think also everyone's journey in media and entertainment is so different. I think when we're in school, they try to show you a variety of directions to, to kind of give you a sense of what this could look like for you. But I don't think there was enough stress on like your journey. I can't even tell you. You don't even know your journey. It's almost like the odyssey where you're like, you don't know. You're kind of just going. You have an ideas and you have intention, but there's nobody that's going to tell you what your journey is going to look like for you. That's something that you kind of have to pave yourself. And I would also agree that like a master's degree is great, but at the end of the day, like if you want to be, for example, like a film director, people want to know like, okay, well, what have you done? Exactly. Experience is definitely key. So that brings me to my next question that I have for you. How can young professionals determine if a master's degree is worth pursuing then? I think if you are interested, that's a sign. So I graduated undergrad. And I was trying to figure out what path I was supposed to take, where I belonged. And for me, in my undergrad experience, I don't necessarily think I had enough tool sets to navigate the outside world. So I was starting off feeling like I have to have experience to get a job. You know, how do you get experience? So I actually enrolled myself back to get an internship after I'd already graduated. I went to a community college to pay for like an internship class. 
so that I could get an internship so I can get more experience. And I was applying for jobs and I was like, you know, if I don't get a job by this date, I'm going to go get my master's degree. And so I did the GRE. I had made plans and right around that time frame that I was getting ready to submit my application, I got hired. And so I kind of still decided to, I was like, I did all this work already. So let me just finish this path to see what could come of it. Cause maybe I could postpone it. You know, you just never know. So you just take whatever chances you can. I did get into grad school and I just felt like it was a right opportunity for me because I had asked a lot of people around me, like, should I do this? Should I not do this? And it just felt like the right stuff because what people were telling me was that you might not get this chance again. You can always go back into the workforce. This could be like a really great opportunity. And side note, financially, because it just made more sense because I wasn't making a whole lot of money where I was. This kind of presented itself in a really nice way to me. And I don't regret the decision. I would change a lot of things. And I think ultimately what I've learned is that you need to go to school with a plan. If you're going to be entering a master's, it's not a second bachelor's degree. It's it's supposed to be a higher level of learning. And I think you have to determine how can this master's degree work for me? What am I expecting from this master's degree? And I think everyone has different reasons. I think a lot of people go into maybe a master's degree because their bachelor's wasn't in what they currently want to do. They've changed directions and they want to explore a different field. And so they're looking for information and opportunities. And I think that's a good reason to go to school for a master's degree. But I think you have to answer the question, what will this degree bring me? What am I looking for? What's the end game for it? My advice for pretty much anybody in school, undergrad, is to be active learners, like how can I be actively learning, not passively learning? A lot of people that experience school in general are passive learners, including myself. I would always see these kids that would not excel me in the classroom, but outside the classroom, they were just doing amazing things. And I come to the conclusion it was because they were actively learning. They were participating. They had a plan. They knew what they wanted to do and how they wanted to use it like an action plan of like, this is my goal. As far as I can tell for the next five to 10 years, this is how I'm going to use this master's degree to get to it. Whether that's taking advantage of the school resources, taking advantage of the alumni pool, taking advantage of all of the things that are on campus. You know, maybe you're in film school And your plan is to have a film and maybe that's part of the curriculum, but maybe it's not. And maybe you're planning that summer to shoot all summer because you still have access to all of the resources that are available on campus. Maybe you are seeking a mentor and you go to your teachers and you ask if there are mentors in the field that they know that they can connect you with to to help you through the process. Maybe you have a list of festivals that you want to showcase your work at. I am suggesting you to take stock in what matters in your journey. And that does require you to let go of certain things. Like I'm a type A person. 
I'm the person that got a 4.0. I always overachieve. And I think if someone had told me this, I would have had a hard time, first of all, explaining it to my parents as to like, I can't do my best because I'm making my own film this summer. But it's, you know, like the best people that take, for example, my undergrad, they came to class, they did the bare minimum, or maybe they just were like, I'm going to get B's, but they spent all their time in the studio making music because they knew that they weren't going to have a studio after they graduated. They weren't going to have access to like a music studio. That's definitely the best time as far as just building that portfolio. So once you leave school, you can actually have a number of examples to show everybody. And that right there would be your experience. I would say for me, as far as considering other things that a master's degree or other ways to determine if a master's degree is worth it for you is determining whether or not your job is able to pay for it, for example. Ironically, I heard about this strategy like right after I graduated from school. I was like, great. Yeah, awesome. That would have helped because these loans are real. But yeah, there are programs out there. My first job coming out of college, my first official job, they had actually told me a program, I believe it was through EAP or something like that, where you can actually take college courses online, what have you, and they can actually pay for your education as you're working at the company. That would definitely be beneficial if they're telling you, hey, you need these specific skills, or even if you're interested in learning something at that time and you don't necessarily need those skills, but the company's paying for it anyway, I would say definitely take advantage of that. Because who knows, you might actually need those skills in the future. I would say that that's a win-win either way. I would say if your job is offering to pay for any education, you should take advantage of it. I've always on and off gone back and forth between whether I should try to pursue something different educationally now that I have this new perspective. And it all comes down to how can I get somebody to pay for it so so that I don't have to pay for it. Like you said, these student loans are very real. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't hit like when you're first signing up for school, but afterwards, and then you see the interest and you're like, oh, wow, I did not know it was going to happen like this. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree. I felt the same thing leaving school. I was like, oh, crap, this is actually real. I actually have to pay this back. That's not good. I don't want to do that. Uh. I think I had to have like the first student loan mail that I got. I had to sit down with someone, have them explain it to me because I was fine with paying it back. But then I looked at the interest and like, I was like, everyone told me that student loans are like the lowest interest because like a lot of people that I know have no intention of paying their student loans back. And so, but then I looked at it, I was just like, this is a lot and this accumulates fast. It's hard to understand what you're paying for because it's so after the fact, it's not a bill right now. And so if you can also take that into consideration as well, of you know, this is how much it's going to cost me to get this. Is it worth like, you know, like, is that something that I feel is worth it right now? Because maybe you do feel it's worth it, but maybe it's not the right time. We have being, at least for me, like the first generation where I get to choose what I want to do. And I can choose, I can choose to work in television. My mom and dad, they weren't afforded. They could have made those choices, but back then it's really hard. But this is the first, I think for my family, the first generation where I get to choose to be whatever I want to be. So really take back and 
you know, look at the price and say, is this something that I feel like is worth it? I feel like one of the things young professionals do when considering master's degrees is saying to themselves, oh, well, this degree is going to cost like an arm and a leg and a foot, et cetera, et cetera, what have you. But it's from a prestigious university. So I've got to go here again in order to get a great job because people look at schools and they'll basically take you from there. I know from personal experience, there's been different graduates from, let's say, like Harvard or the other Ivies out there where, again, I used to work in corporate. I was working with them in my entry role. We were all basically in the same place uh, <laughs> at the end of the day. So saying that, I just ask that young professional take that into perspective, how you were saying again, considering how much the education will cost at the end of the day. If you want to pursue a master's degree and you feel like it's something that is needed based off of the points that we had listed, make sure that it's as cost efficient as possible. Especially in the creative realm. I think when people talk about, like, for example, getting a law degree and people talk about getting a law degree from a specific university, maybe that has more weight in that specific industry. But I would say in a creative one, instead of looking at prestige so much, I would look at output. There are some schools where, you know, I think we can say this, Syracuse University, their broadcast journalism program is amazing. That's honestly one of the reasons why I looked at Syracuse is because I interned with someone who was part of the BDJ program. She was like, yeah, I got a job. Like, I was just like, wait a minute. She graduated. She was like, yeah, they're sending me to like DC. And I was just like, that's what initially was just like, I need to go to grad school. It was that point in time that got me thinking and researching is because I saw somebody come out of a program and she was talking about how, you know, like they set you up here and they set you up there and all the things that the program was doing for her to help her career, to help her career, you know, excel. And I was like, that sounds like a direction. And it sounds like the school is helping her form her path. And so I would say output, like there are programs, what are students maybe part of, you know, your final is a thesis. And a lot of those theses get into a particular festival or just look at the program for like, what does it have to offer? And then also look at the classes too. Like look at the classes from a perspective of what you want to learn. Like if you want to learn about how to operate a camera and learn those skills of cinematography, then I wouldn't go to a school that is mainly dealing with understanding films and critiquing films and coming from films from a theoretical perspective. I think you really need to know the program and ask for like a list of classes, read the list of classes, go in and sit in multiple classes, talk to multiple students and just really make it your job to know what do you think your output's going to be. And I would say be outcome driven, <laughs> know what you're going to get. Going back to the BDJ program as well, do you know what the process was behind that for her program? I remember her almost as if like she had to meet an interview with like multiple places and that she would be essentially placed somewhere. Because like when you're a new reporter, like they can send you to Alaska in the middle of nowhere and then you have to go because you need experience. But she seemed so well put together and definitive and she knew what she wanted to do. That was attractive to me because that's what I was struggling. I didn't really know. Like my first week when I graduated undergrad, I was like applying to these positions 
And I was just like, yeah, they'll call any minute now because I have like a 4.0. I got this high GPA. It's from this school. I got a bachelor's. I'm good. I just got to wait by the phone. It is all good. It is all good. And then I just came to slowly realize that like, okay, like I actually don't know what I'm supposed to do. What they don't tell you in school is that everyone's always trying to figure it out at every stage of their career. And that's kind of a new thing that I'm learning is that I'm seeing my peers, I'm seeing people that I look up to, and everyone's hustling all the time. I was like, y'all didn't tell me I had to keep hustling. Y'all told me I just got to get the PA gig. And then once I get the PA gig, I can stop hustling. No one ever really talks about the journey, the full circle of like what it really looks like when I see people succeed and I hear people's journeys of like where they start and where they come from and they do a deep dive into like really what it took. It is a beautiful journey, but no one said that to me. No one said that this is just a portion. You got to work, girl. No one said that to me. And so I had no clue what I was doing. And so when, you know, my uh, friend at the internship said to me, you go to this school and then they just spit you out somewhere. I was just like, yes, I found my place. And of course I did do research afterwards. I met with a lot of people afterwards, but we weren't in the same. I didn't go to the BDJ program and I didn't have an idea. I have a passion. I had a lot of things, but I didn't have an idea of what I wanted to gain out of going to a master's degree. I think I was just looking for something to propel me and push me forward in the direction that felt a little more definitive than just everywhere. And you're speaking from this perspective too, that you had a little bit of a break in between your education before heading back into a master's degree, correct? I did. And I would suggest that. I wouldn't suggest going directly to grad school after undergrad, unless you're like in a specific field like law, medicine, I know a lot of engineers and programmers, they go into like a master's degree to learn like a higher level of programming. But I would say for film and entertainment and media studies and all those things, I don't think it's the appropriate next step just because probably a lot of people have that feeling of like, okay, school's done. Now I'm on my own. I need to figure out what my goals are. What am I, what my life to be? Like, what am I passionate about? Like, you have to like figure that out first. After you kind of have some feeling about what that is, then to do a master's degree. Or if you know for sure, I think seeking opportunities and you considering a master's degree as one of those opportunities is a great start. I think I'd been out of school for two and a half years afterwards. And like I said, I was working all the time. I had internships. I was freelancing. I was doing a lot of things to try to figure it out. And like I and I told you, I had a goal for myself. If I don't find a job by this time, I'm going to go back to grad school. But, you know, I did have a job at the time. So I was like, okay, let's figure this out. I was one of those people who was like, oh, yeah, I just finished undergrad. I'm going to jump right into getting a graduate degree because I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I know I want to go into like TV or film or something like that. I didn't really feel like I got that much into detail in regard to that route for my undergrad degree. Thinking back on it, I probably would have taken a gap year or a couple gap years, what have you as well, just because of the experience I had like right after grad school. You get a certain level of experience and 
grad school, but the best way to gain that experience and be able to work on that level of experience, like make projects all the time, not just for a certain semester, a big project's taking place. The only way you get that experience is by taking that initiative and making the things yourself and putting it in your schedule and taking advantage of your own education without necessarily spending all that money. And how exactly you're supposed to do that? Another way, considering the fact of, okay, based off of the information or the education that they're providing, is this something that I really need to learn from them? Or is this something that I can just go on YouTube, for example, and learn this particular education for myself so that I can, again, gain that experience to develop these types of projects on my own, what have you. And there's only so much that a master's degree can teach you. But once you leave, like there is still different types of equipment out there that corporate America, for example, or other organizations out there may ask you to learn. And so at the end of the day, you still have to go ahead and and learn about those resources, ironically on YouTube, or just tinker and play with things uh, yourself. So it's a lot of play with things as you go, especially from a creative route. And watching YouTube videos and educating yourself. And that's something that you definitely have to consider before taking that next step, actually pursuing a master's degree or not. And I would also add that there are so many resources for learning. For example, the School of Visual Arts has a continuing education program. A few years after I graduated with my master's degree, I took a class and it was great because it gave me what I needed to have, which is the confidence to know that I could do something. And I think not school isn't for everyone. We're all, you know, know that. I would say for me, what school does for me is it gives me a way to be accountable to myself, especially like if you're paying for it and, and, you know, continuing education, like these extra courses are, I have to come out of your pocket. So you're just like, I have to show up for this no matter what, because I paid for it. But then also I think it gives me like that confidence to be able to do it with other people gives me that confidence that I'm not alone. The other people also trying to figure this out. There are so many ways of learning that you can test out. You know, if you're interested in being a filmmaker, like, and you live in New York, there are so many organizations that focus on learning, whether that be just how to pick up a camera or how to do this or how to do that. There is so many avenues that you can kind of like test out. Like, is this something that I want to do before you take that jump? Right, exactly. There's classes, I see them every now and then on Eventbrite, or there may be a specific club on meetup.com that you can go to where you're all learning together. And I see on Eventbrite, the classes that they offer, they're like $500, uh, or at least the most recent that I've seen, as far as like how to use a camera or film and television. Mind you, that may seem like a little bit of a penny, but it's definitely more cost efficient again, and something as far as just an alternative to take rather than considering a bunch of loans to go into <laughs> go into the master's degree, really looking into being intentional and really looking into what is it that I am looking for. And that way also, we are entering your master's degree. You're entering it with some type of foundation so that whatever you are going to be learning from that, you're able to really take it and then run with it. You know, if you take these classes, you know, when you go to film school, you already know the basics. Now you can start focusing on, you know, how do I make this story come to life? How do I elevate this story? And those things take a lot of time. It takes a really long time. Like, what are the things that I want to make? How do I make it? How do I put things out there into the universe? 
I think that if I didn't have a job, I think that a master's degree probably would have been the next step. You know, everything's hindsight. So <laughs> learning afterward, again, the whole, you mentioned like the whole journey, you can take so many steps, you can prepare yourself as much as possible, but there's still going to be uncertainty after all of it. Like there are so many things that will change up, even if you go ahead and pursue additional education. So definitely keeping that in mind is essential. Do you have any final tips or advice for students or young professionals who are considering a master's degree? Being creative is so weird because you have to be open to the universe. You have to be flexible. But at the same time, you have to like know what you want. You know, they're contradicting feelings. And so I would say really own what you want to do. Because I think a lot of people know what they want to do, but are afraid to say it out loud. And so they kind of pursue these other things, but they still have this thing that they really want to do. So I would say first, figure out what you want to do. You know, before you start your journey to entering a master's, like talk to as many people as you can go to the schools, talk to the students when they look like they had a bad day. So you can get the range of what it looks like, you know. That's hilarious. Oh, that guy looks like he's in a vine. Let's go talk to him. Exactly. Because they'll tell you the truth. Because there's a lot of people, even for my post-grad fellowship, I had asked around and people were just like, it's amazing. It's great. And then when I went there and I was questioning things, they're like, oh, yeah. And they were just, I was like, why didn't you tell me this a year ago? What are the negative sides? What are the pros and cons? Like, what are the true cons of this? And don't think about school as an end goal. Think about it as a small percentage of your journey and think about things that you want to achieve. Think about all of the things on campus, all of the resources available to you, maybe have a goal. And even if you don't reach the goal, even if you don't have time, think about, oh, if I could graduate with this, what does that this look like? Even if it's not possible in reality, but just think about how you want your journey in grad school to be. I think my overall advice is just be an active learner. Don't be passive. Don't just go to school and just do the classes and just think about, you know, what do I want to learn? What do I want to achieve? What do I want to leave with? How can I be an active learner? I would start there. Perfect. Yes. Active learning is definitely key. Is something that we ourselves are still learning at this time and things are constantly changing. So you definitely have to adjust along with those things in order to move forward, essentially. Whatever path you take, things, again, are just constantly changing. It's okay. Even if you think you have a decided path, it's okay if you change it in the future. Yeah. We're all constantly changing. It really is everyone. So don't feel isolated in your exploration. Well, I'm excited about what you're doing now, what you're doing in the future. Looking forward to learning more about your journey and your path. And thank you, Crystal, for coming on to Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. Thank you for having me. Crystal, thank you so much for coming on to Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias. And as always, thank you, audience, for listening. Tune in next week for an all new episode of Adulting. I'm Caspi Bias. Talk to you next time. Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias is a production of C. Bias Productions, LLC. For more episodes of Adulting 101 with Caspi Bias, visit Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.